Welcome everybody back to episode four of the Fearless Show. I am your host, Dario Hunt, with my co-host, as always, Mr. Darice Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's up, everybody? It's artist Darice Walker. Welcome you back to the Fearless Show, episode four. So it's been a while. Done a lot of work getting our brand up. Um, if you haven't checked out like all our reactions and our opinions and all our new features, you should definitely do that at livinglifefearless.co or .com, however you want. And we've also revamped our community website into the collective. Two Vs, no E. Yeah. yeah. So check out all the new hardware we put in. Shit looks dope. Yeah, we're dropping a lot of content these days, so keep up Living Life Fearless. We're going to have a lot of reactions to pretty much everything. And, uh, you know... In it's our- anything in culture, creativity... Pretty, pretty much anything dope and inspiring for us. So yeah. definitely be on the lookout for that. All the new movies, the new music, crazy stuff that happens on, you know, in the news, all that. So I uh, I just watched Batman vs. Superman for the first time. I know, I'm late, been busy. <laughs> but I finally got around to watching it. And um, <laughs> how'd you feel about the movie itself? I I think it was better than people initially were like talking about it. Like I think people went all the way in on it, and I don't think it was that bad of a movie. Right. Like it was okay, but it wasn't as bad as people were saying. Yeah, for me, you know, so like I heard all kinds of reviews about it before going in so like going into the movie i'm expecting a bad movie you know but like after watching it i was like caught off guard by some really interesting stuff that happened in that movie yeah there were some definitely interesting parts and some interesting setups i will say it could have been executed better i think fans went a little hard on uh ben affleck this time (laughs) fanboys man they are hard to please I mean, I'm not a big fan of Ben Affleck either, but I think he I actually he did good Batman. in this movie. No, he did good in he this a, movie. Honestly, this is one of his better movies. Batman. But, and like, yeah, his version of Batman is better than George Clooney's version of Batman. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they're different movies, so hey, somebody might be mad at me for that one. But trust me, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, so... After watching it, you know, it got me thinking about all the comic book movies and TV shows that are, like, coming out now. You know, like, Suicide Squad just came out this weekend, which I plan to see today, Gotta actually. Gotta go see that um, one, yeah. And then, I, you know, earlier this year, there was X-Men, there was the new Captain America, I think Doctor Strange is coming out later. Not to mention all the TV shows, like The Flash, Marvel's, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. um, what else is there, Arrow, Arrow. and... Jessica Jones. Comic book is literally everywhere in like every medium nowadays in the culture. Right. And that, you know, that got me thinking to the point like, have comic books become like the new mythology? And I would say, yeah. I mean, they've taken on pretty much the same role as how we think about mythology. Like, you know, you go back to Greeks and a lot of comic book mythology is tied into actual mythology like Thor, you know, and and Odin. 
Yeah. Those are yep. actual Norse folklore, like folk tales and stuff that come from real life mythology. And now it's part of a, a comic universe that's created these other characters that, you know, sort of, I guess, represent certain aspects of the world, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think comics and all these iterations and different types of media, whether it be print and comic books or movies or cartoons, they're all sort of getting at these sort of representations of, like, things that exist in real life, like this type of personality or, you know, it's, it's really cool, I think. Um, but it's getting more complicated every <laughs> every day. Yeah. So, like, I mean, when we were growing up, it was, what, Zeus and the whole Olymp- Olympus and it was Greek or Roman, but it was always, like, the gods of Mount Olympus, basically. Mm-hmm. That was in the whole Greek mythology and, like, Jason the Argonauts and stuff like that. Like, that was our, like mythology of like in the world like everybody knew that story basically like everybody knows those story everybody knew those origins mm-hmm. everybody knew those characters and like the ideas and roles like they represented no matter what culture you were from like you knew yeah you know, who zeus was hercules, you know pike the satyr you know hercules like you heroes. know these characters yeah you, everybody knows the creative heroes pike you know <laughs> so like now it's Everybody knows Superman's story. Everybody knows Batman's story. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Spider-Man's story. Like everybody knows like these origin stories. Right. Even if you're not actively like a part of like the comic book culture. And I think our generation was kind of at the edge where you could still find a lot of people that did not know right these characters like stories and backstories and origins, but we were still receptive to, you know, comic books, but mm-hmm. I think even more so now than ever, especially with kids coming up, like every kid you meet knows Batman's story, knows Spider-Man's story, knows Superman's story. And I would say, and I would even go so far that they probably even know better than they know Zeus's story and like Hercules' story and like all these old, older mythology stories. And this is why I think comic books have taken over as a new mythology. Yeah. It's honestly, I think that's really true. Like, comic books have actually taken over like if you think about like like Wolverine yeah, you know like the immortal <laughs> that's, that's, that concept is crazy but like a lot of people I'm sure would be more familiar with him than like I wonder if everybody still remembers the story of Icarus and stuff like that you know too close, too close I, I to would the sun say, I would go so far to say that no you know like <laughs> not the, not the, the newer, newer generation yeah but if you tell them how <laughs> how Spider Man got his powers, they can tell you how Spider Man got his powers. <laughs> For real, <laughs> of course. And like a lot of these heroes, like they're symbols. You know, they they're symbols for all these ideas, mm-hmm. which was a lot of mythology was to convey like an idea and convey values. And this is what Batman and this is what Superman, this is what Spider Man do. Like everybody knows, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> right. Like they convey all these values to like our new the newer generations this is why like it's it it's crazy for me because growing up it was comic books were cool but they were never anything like how they are now like i i would have never 
ever in a million years thought that comic books would become like the biggest music. I mean, biggest movie genre I mean, out, and like, and every and all these comic books would be getting their own film, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, people don't understand how crazy yeah. that is that that movie the even of the got Galaxy made. And, actually, got made. That's crazy. And, and, <laughs> Got made, and not only got made, but became, like, one of the biggest movies to release Super of all time. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, that's some deep cut shit. Like, I didn't even know Guardians of the Galaxy that well. And, like, I'm, I'm, I would have to say, like, I know comic books pretty well. Right. And, I, you know, I know the stories. And that was a deep cut. And, like, to see the response with people is crazy. Yeah. What they need to do is just do a new Green Lantern. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' well, version wasn't good enough for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> they might have killed that off with uh, <laughs> with that one movie. Um, he's not even going to be in the new Justice League yet, I which know. is kind of crazy. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but whatever. Anyways. Yeah. He's like one of the founders, but like into DC and how they ruin a lot of movies. Like Marvel specifically has done such like a crazy job of building up like these movies that can reach like any generation any culture and any any yeah. group or demographic I mean you gotta think about like how big it is now like like Comic Con it's not just one Comic Con in like one state like there's Comic Cons everywhere now like you know there's the New York like, one specifically and the California one specifically but then there's these smaller ones those are the ones though where like they always release the uh, the new trailers, so that's what's really cool is now yeah. these venues for like comic books and 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 sort of imaginary characters get to like exclusives like for this other thing like movies you know they they now get this special thing in the comic book area, whereas that was never a thing before, like a special unveiling of the trailer always at like the comic-con venues now you know like Justice yeah League, and, and i mean i guess you could say like in every generation they've all kind of had like their own sort of mythology um for example like our parents generation was probably you know westerns and cowboys and like the whole wild west was so big clint eastwood for a while. era the clint eastwood era <laughs> And that was sort of a mythology, like, you know, Jesse, you know, um, Wyatt Earp, and, like, it was Jesse the Kid, and, like, all these other characters, but, um, but I would say, even then, like, those type of runs have never replaced the ancient Greece, the ancient Roman, like, mythologies of Mount Olympus, and all of those characters, like, they've just been, like, an additional thing. Like I, I personally think comic book mythology is replacing <laughs> ancient Greece and ancient Roman mythology. <laughs> Honestly, people are gonna like it's gonna be so concrete. Like the universe will be it so is. easy to like make connections and make sense of it that it'll make more sense than Greek mythology to a lot of people. To where they're not even wanna like they're not even gonna care. They're gonna be like, well, like. This kind of does exactly that, but it's explained. Like, at this year, I mean, at this point, comics have been around, like, 100 years. So, like, their stories are, like, 
in stone at this point. Like you can change a little bit here and there, but people know these characters' origins. Yeah, you can't get rid of Superman's story. Everybody's gonna remember <laughs> Superman for everybody forever. <laughs> and and people are so passionate about it now. And like you can see that whenever a new movie comes out, because for example, Batman vs Superman, not that bad. And I hate to tell everybody it's not that bad. It's not it. It absolutely got ripped to shreds. There's like, some worthwhile things. Like, if you like action movie, comic book movies, like, make sure you see the Batman vs. Superman and make up your own opinion. <clears throat> Don't listen to all the fanboys, because fanboys are impossible to please. <laughs> are impossible to please. Exactly. And it may not be the movie everybody exactly wanted, but it was nowhere near as bad as people were making it out to be. Mm-hmm. I think it has like a Rotten Tomatoes rating of like, what, 24% or something like that? Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a lot worse movies, trust me, than Batman vs. Superman. Right. But like, my whole thing is like, imagine when we're old, we're like 80 something year old, like, our heroes like are gonna be like these comic book characters. Mm-hmm. And like these stories. Yeah. And that's just crazy to me how far it's come in such like a relatively like short time. Right. Like, talk to your grandson and be like, well, let me tell you about the first time I opened a Silver Surfer comic book. <laughs> like, these are st- these are stuff that's going to be passed down from generation to generation. And, like, it only seems to be getting bigger. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because they weren't yeah, so it's... fantastically, like, superhero. Like, comics weren't always about superheroes, you know? Like, sometimes they were just about no. regular life. But, like... Those types of comics just got drowned out because they're basically just like sketch comedy, you know? So, like sketch comedy type films that don't have any special powers aren't really considered comic book movies. Yeah, and honestly, like what's happening now is like you're getting all these big comic book heroes, all these big, big, big figures finally coming out on like TV and movie and all this. But what's also happening is you're getting like all of these deep cut characters and all these like smaller known comics are getting like their own runs and like a lot of people don't know that these were like comic books like for example like the walking dead is like one of the biggest shows on tv right and it was and it was came from a comic book and like a lot of people don't know that yeah that is a comic book tv show right or like there's also another show preacher (laughs) the boondocks that was Preacher, the new t- new oh, show on AMC. That was a comic. I didn't know that. That was a comic book. See, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> what's happening is like all of these deep cut and like all of these. There's just not every comic book is about a guy in tights. Like a lot of these are like <laughs> mature. There's a lot of mature content and like a lot of mature stories and like mm-hmm. more graphic novels, if you would say so. Like, yeah, exactly. And now they're getting like their time to shine and like because. People are way more receptive to like all these themes and ideas coming out, and and a lot of people just don't even know that they were like comic books. Like Preacher was a comic book, mm-hmm. and a lot of people do not know. Right. It's crazy. But yeah, no, I agree. With you. I just think it's insane. It's definitely become one of its own mythology for sure. I, I definitely agree. <laughs> it's crazy. No, not its own. It, it's the, the new the new. Mythology. The new. Yeah, it's replacing and becoming mythology. It is. It is. It's it pretty much, yeah. Superman is right up there with Hercules and Zeus. I'm sorry. So is Batman. Right. 
So Spider-Man. <laughs> it's true. Because I can, I can think about their stories. And I know maybe more about the comics than I know about Hercules. <laughs> and it's just crazy how far like the culture has come and like changed and like evolved and how big it it is and how it's gotten into like literally every medium and every form out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I'm happy. I'm you know, I'm a comic book nerd. I'm a <laughs> I'm a huge geek and nerd when it comes to that, so like oh, yeah. I'm happy for it. But yeah, I'm definitely anticipating, you know, the Wonder Woman movie and uh, Justice League. Hopefully, the Justice League doesn't disappoint. But I am cautiously optimistic. <laughs> From the trailer I've seen, it is. I mean, if you haven't seen my reaction, you guys should definitely go on over to LivingLifeFearless.co. See my reaction where I break down a lot of the big co- comic con trailers to come from San Diego this year, and um, the Justice League one was okay. They try to go like lighter for sure. You can tell they try to go with a lighter tone, more fun, yeah, than Superman and uh, Batman versus Superman were. Yeah, they want to. They they were bringing back the the family comic style. Yeah, but um, going back to my Avengers whole thing, style. My, my problem with DC is that they're trying to play catch up to Marvel, who already has this whole cinematic universe built, right? And they're trying to do it in like two movies. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it took what four movies before we got an Avengers? Was it four? Iron Man, Cap, Thor. Well, they didn't. No, not technically. It was three because the Hulk did that not get his count. own movie from them. Yeah. So, Mark so um, I'll say three. So, so three solid movies, but it was three movies about those characters individually. Right. With the cameo and like of Batman vs Superman, kind of did the whole. Let's kind of seed everything into one. Yeah. And it's bad. Because they were trying to rip off of the when last you, Superman movies, but it didn't work. Like, and for me, like when you rush, the product's never going to be as good as it could have been. Right. They're going to sell tickets because who's not going to go see the Justice League on film? Like, who's not going to see that? You have to. I mean, Suicide Squad just broke uh the August box office record for opening night for opening weekend. Are they better? <laughs> but yet, it got ripped there? apart by critics <laughs> and fans alike. Hey, I still have to see. It so now. they're so they're going to make money regardless. Yeah. But I just wish that they didn't try to rush everything into one movie. Like, true. Yeah, I mean, especially with Suicide Squad, it would've been cool if they did like a an origin story before they did Suicide Squad. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm gonna hold my reserve my judgment. But honestly, it doesn't matter. To the me. initial reaction. I don't like movies. The that initial have a reaction lot of has not been good. Without backstory, like, <laughs> without. Oh right, yeah, it's hard to do. The thing about Avengers was you didn't have to do backstory for these characters. You, we already you seen already Thor. We know why. You know, we 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 already seen exactly Tony Stark. We know his dynamic. Whereas like, with the Justice League, 
are they going to do origins for Flash and origins for Cyborg and origins for Aquaman? Or are they going to do this little... I think like, they're going to do an Aquaman. They are, but it's not coming out until after oh, God, yeah. Justice League. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Well. So it's, it's interesting. We'll see. Yeah. And then also on the TV part, you know, you got Netflix and they're absolutely killing it with like the new Luke Cage movie that's coming out, which I can't. I mean, not movie, series. Yeah. And the Iron Fist one, and then the Defenders. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, and I can't wait to see. Mm-mm. Anticipating Black Panther next year or is it Black Panther next yep. year. Okay. I think next year because this year's Doctor Strange. Yeah. But yeah. Then next year we get Guardians of the Galaxy two and Black Panther and yeah. It's just gonna be <laughs> better and better. Hopefully, I think. These, these mythology <laughs> type movies, these comic book movies are just yeah. going to get better. So. so that's just my humble opinion on how comic books and comic book culture have become the new mythology. Right. Let me know what you think, if you agree with me, disagree with me, what you think about the new movies and shows coming out. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, and... uh We'll respond to you, you know, in our next show. Yeah. So let me switch gears to some of the news. Uh, I was perusing on our news feed on The Collective. Mm-hmm. One big thing that kind of stood out to me was Airbnb. They, um, For those of you who don't know Airbnb, it's an app where you can rent out somebody's room or house. Or rooms, whatever, mm-hmm. for a period of time. Like, kind of what Uber did to taxis is like same thing what Airbnb is kind of doing to hotels, mm-hmm. where it's all privately done and kind of getting rid of the big, the big companies and going down to the individual level. Right. So, they just opened a new uh, design studio. The well, they took whatever money they earned from Airbnb, which was a lot, and started this own design studio owned by them called Sumera. And they'll focus on, like, architecture, service design, and software engineering. Mm. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting because what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring, like, the Airbnb model of doing things and how they started their business and run their business to, like, other areas. Yeah. And that's really smart. That's really smart. And uh, what's interesting about Airbnb, I did see a couple other things in the news recently about um, the overall application where um, yeah, some of the CEO had put out a statement saying they're making changes to make a, to sort of reduce situations where there was racism involved. I think there was a study Harvard did that said like 20% of black people that get on Airbnb feel like they were discriminated against. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a profile picture. <laughs> but yeah, it was names. It was like, it was, it was like, you know, somebody was like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I've been blessed gonna, I didn't get one of those. I'm not uh, make fun of anybody's name right now, but if it seems like it's specifically yeah. black, they were saying that those names were, were. So like Tyrone, for yeah, example. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Typically a black name. Exactly. Or like, you know, anything with like an extra, like, 
like LaShawn or something like that, you know. People, yeah, yeah they've been discriminated against. But um, Airbnb implemented some changes where um, there's a couple different ways to review the experience now. And they've actually opened up things for, like, uh-huh. multiple parties. So, like, say we're planning a, a group trip. We can, like, all look at the same information and, and group book something. And uh, another change they made is that the person who um, has, like, the, the space, um, they actually can review um, their tenant. So, like, say me, you, and, like, two other people use a Airbnb. The person whose house we're staying at can actually review us, like their experience yep. with us. Uh-huh. And um, if it's a group, they can actually um, review individual members in the group too. Okay. Which is interesting. But yeah, they're, they're opening up more dialogue, but they also said that um, they're aware that this, this opening it up to be more honest might make some people upset, but like, they just have to deal of with course. it. I mean, when you're a company that big and so many people use your service, any change you make is always going to be met with some people who are not happy, like always. But you just got to look at the bigger picture. And I think opening up reviews to go both ways is a big thing. And I think it's something most companies have already done, like Amazon and eBay. And like they figured this out a long time right. ago. Yeah, like PayPal should doing be able to review forever. people who. Yeah, people should be able to review who's buying their products as well as people who are buying the products should be able to review mm-hmm. the people selling them. And it keeps, and it, honestly, it does keep a lot of people honest, you know? Yeah. So I think that's right. Yeah. But like when I was saying about this new studio, they already like did their little first project. Mm-hmm. They um, collaborated with like architect out in Japan and they, um, they opened a, I don't know, like a house. With like with him and in, in, in a rural like a little small rural town where the main floor is like a community kind of like center, mm. and then like on the top floor is like rooms and beds and accommodations for like travelers, yeah. and like I guess, <clears throat> and I guess it's all maintained by the local community. So like, oh, that's cool. So like you'll be able to actually Airbnb to this place, and like that was just like their initial you know launch for like their new internal design studio so and for me personally like you know i'm big on design so i think like design is literally the most important thing to your company no matter what Mm -hmm. industry you're in so i think them recognizing that design is like gonna be so big for them in the future i think that was a smart move for them yeah that's a big move it shows why they're such a smart successful company right now right no, that's a major, major move. Like, shout out to Airbnb. Yeah. Pretty much, like, that's a that's a super power move. That makes them very much more than just a national company. Yeah, and I, I think you'll start to see stuff from them that you did not expect, like, them to go into, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Can't be so, solid, like, stuck in one spot as a company nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, there's a couple other companies doing oh. some crazy stuff too. Yeah, speaking about design, I want to talk about Nike. They um <laughs> they released these new crazy sunglasses for like twelve hundred dollars. I don't know if you've seen yeah, them. Yeah, I did. I seen those. They uh yeah, Nike tried to I don't know how long it's been, like two years on like one pair of sunglasses. 
they've been trying to yeah they um, revolutionize <laughs> eyewear. They tried to reinvent basically the running sunglasses eyewear. Yeah, for runners. Yeah. So specifically professional runners. Like I don't know if you'll see these in the Olympics, but they are done. I'm pretty sure and finalized, and they are on sale for twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean. The way they were talking about it made me feel like I wanted to try a pair on, but <laughs> yeah, if, if only I enjoyed running, you know. You know, but what's interesting about that is that it kind of makes me want sunglasses—not even just sunglasses, but since I wear glasses now, the way they um, have the lens go in a like wrap around. Um, yeah, they wrap around. Yeah, I think that's actually like they kind of hug you, like your head. Yeah, they sort of like shape with your face instead of that like square kind of format that glasses yeah. come with. I think uh, I think that's a really big big move on that part because they said they're trying to increase aerodynamics and uh, you know visibility as well as like comfort and style. So and then, yeah, I've always been impressed with Nike and like their design and their designers they have and like how they're willing to try right. you know n- new things and maybe not so much now but because they do rely on a lot of the same but mm-hmm. they still will go out there on the limb and try some new stuff and and I think that's why they've been so successful and why they're at the top because of literally their designers right <clears throat> I mean but honestly, twelve hundred though. <laughs> no, I mean, look, it will never see me, but it is a noble idea. Yeah, I mean, maybe six hundred, and that's only because people already buy six hundred dollar pairs of like Ray Bans or, uh, you know, all those other brands. I forget, cause I haven't bought sunglasses in years. <laughs> but yeah. No, right. no more than a G. Like it's it's such such a small item, with the technology. I can't. Well, first of all, I can't buy expensive sunglasses because I, or glasses because I lose them all so or break them eventually. So right. yeah, I don't think I've ever had a pair except for one last more than like three months. Like they just they they get cracked, you know, or they get lost. Like every time, so I just started wearing the five dollar. That's all. That's good enough for me. They look the same. <laughs> they block the sun just as good. <laughs> so, you know, if you can find me a five dollar pair that's shaped like the Nike joint, took me up. <laughs> yeah. So companies take note. Design is the way to go. It is the future, and it's going to keep you guys in business for a long time. But uh, that's all I had for the you know, news stuff that I actually wanted to talk about this week. So, yeah. do you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, oh, uh, the Olympics have officially kicked off. Mm-hmm. just want to mention... Um, We've already pulled down. Yeah, so I'll support your countries. Yeah, actually, I think this year I was told that um, the most countries um, in the... There's, this is the year that there's been the most countries participating in the Olympics. Um, I think 
at least 20 more countries are participating than last time uh, because of um, different rules. There were restrictions on uniform, um, and that's why you're seeing a lot of <clears throat> headlines now where there's uh, um, Muslim or just different cultures now participating in the games because um, they needed to make adjustments to uniform to cover more of their body. And uh, that's where you mm-hmm. see like the volleyball team from Egypt and uh, um, America, our own uh, fencer. We have a female fencer, and I believe she was deemed the first female um, to who practices Islam to perform in the Olympic Games in history, um, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, she's a, uh-huh. an American female Muslim. Well, all I'll say about that is it's a good thing when you include more people in these type of events in the Olympics and and embrace like all cultures because sports and Olympics are like the best possible conversation starter between different people and different cultures. Right. So it's always a good thing to have more people in there. And I always look forward to the Olympics because it's, like I said, it's great conversation. And I can be in a different country and you can talk about what's going on in the Olympics and have a common ground. So right. it's always good. But we'll definitely talk more about the Olympics uh, in future shows oh, as yeah. it's still going on. Yeah. But Shout out to Team yeah, USA. Point out. <laughs> and Oh, yeah, our basketball team, you know how we do it. We're just slaying. Of course. It's not even fair. It seems like we should just get a bye <laughs> to, like, the semis or whatever it is. I don't know how they're bracketed, but. We're blowing people out by, like, 60 points every game. The first two games of the... So, like, all of the preliminary games, we blew everybody out. And then we actually play them in the games, and it looks like a replay. <laughs> and it's, like, not yeah. even fair. Like, we're doing video game dunks on these guys. And video game jump shots, like, three-pointers. Everybody looks like Steph Curry on the court now. Like, And Carmelo, shout-out to Carmelo. That's one thing that just happened. Um, I think he became uh, the third highest scorer um, in America uh, history in uh, the Olympic on the Olympic basketball team. Uh, I think he beat Jordan. I believe that he loves the Olympic games. Yeah, he just passed Jordan, so I think Michael Jordan's number four now. And he's the I think I the believe. only one. Actually, Carmelo's the only one um, who participated in four. This is fourth because um, LeBron's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like everybody, like Kobe and all of them, they only did three. So shout out to Carmelo. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I have for current events and news. Word. Well, like I said, we'll definitely touch on the Olympics and stuff more in depth in other shows. So if you guys have any topics, questions, comments about this show, past shows, or future shows, let us know in the comments or go to our livinglifefearless.co slash podcast and you can submit a form and we will get back to you as soon as we can. And, you know, the best ideas and stuff will make it to the next future show. So yeah. But other than that, thanks for listening. Um, episode four of the Fearless Show. Episode four. And hit those comments up. <laughs>